Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Nicole Goodman. And I'm Lauren Mishcon. The advice for self-care today is endless and can be yet another overwhelming job for women. Every episode, we trial a different self-care practice, live it to the letter for a week and report back to you on the results. Will it actually improve your well-being or will it be another waste of your time? We test out self-care so you don't have to. Welcome to Self-Care Club. Wellness road tested. Lauren. Yes, Nicole. Would you consider yourself a complainer? I'm not sure. <laughs> I like where this is going. Is that a complaint? Well, we're actually about to find out, Lauren, because our self-care practice for the week is no complaining. I'm here today to talk to you about the psychology behind complaining. And as he was complaining... People love to complain. There are complaints about banks, about holidays... I'm Nicole Goodman. And I'm Lauren Mishkon. And this is Self Care Club Wellness Road Tested. According to Psychology Today, complaints, and by extension, complainers, come in three different types. Lauren, what do you think? Should we play a game on which type of complainer we think the other one is? Oh my God. <laughs> come on. Come that on. That is like walking into a viper's nest. <laughs> Talk about a loaded question. <laughs> How about you go first so I don't walk into this trap well, alone? Well, we'll do the three. We'll say okay. what, the, what the three type of complainers yeah. are and then we can judge which one we think sits, which camp the other one sits in. Okay, okay. Right. There are those who never seem satisfied. These are known as chronic complainers. They have a tendency to ruminate on problems and to focus on setbacks over progress. Some research suggests that making a habit of complaining can rewire the brain so that those particular thinking orientations become ingrained. It is possible to rewire this rewiring to make it more positive, of course, but chronic complainers probably don't think that it would work that well. So can we call this first kind of complainer the moaning mini? <laughs> that, to me, that's what it sounds like. Moaning mini. That's All right. sort of like done. energy draining. It's an energy vampire. Right. Energy vampire. Moaning mini. Okay. Number two. So, I had a trainer yeah. that used to call me an energy vampire. How rude is that? That's horrible. <laughs> I, don't go to, I don't go to him anymore. Anyway, and also go not true. Thanks. The second type of complainer is a venting, a venter. So venting is expressing emotional dissatisfaction. And it turns out that people who vent have an agenda. Uh, they tend to be focused on themselves and their own presumably negative experience. So by showing their anger, their frustration or their disappointment, what they're doing is soliciting attention from their confidence. Mm. They feel validated by receiving attention and sympathy and venters are particularly likely to discount advice and proposed solutions to their problems because they're not actually looking to solve anything. 
they just want validation. Yes. What do we call this kind of complainer? Well, uh... An angry Andrew. <laughs> you know, you can make up names. Okay. You're better at it than me. And I, to be honest, yeah. I, I know a few of these. We all do. Don't you? Yeah. You cross these people in the street, like you'll bump into people and they just vent yeah. at you. Yeah, yeah. 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 One unfortunate downside to venting and chronic complaining is that it dampens people's moods. In one series of studies, researchers tracked people's moods before and after hearing a complaint. And as predicted, listening to gripes made people feel worse. And what's more, the complainer also felt worse. Well, which goes in line with what I've always thought about complaining. It's a bit of a waste of time. Yeah. Well, after doing a bit of research and my very own practice this week on no complaining, I started to notice that there were different types of complaints and wondered, surely some complaints must be useful. You'll be relieved to know this is the case. Mm -hmm. The last type of complainer is known as the instrumental complaint. Mm -hmm. Unlike its more unpleasant relatives, the instrumental complaint is all about solving problems. When you confront your romantic partner, for example, about overspending on the credit card or perhaps your child who hasn't made their bed, that could be instrumental complaining, especially if you focus on the impact of the problem, the importance of change and cooperate to create a plan for change. One study suggests that these types of complaints make up fewer than 25% of all complaints. I am married to an instrumental complainer. So am I. And he has this theory. In fact, I don't know if it is his theory, but it is a theory that actually people end up more satisfied when they have a complaint dealt with effectively than they were even before there was a problem. Mm. But isn't that then causing you to always look for a problem that needs to be solved? Well... He's a lawyer, so his job is problems <laughs> that need right, to be solved. He's made a living out of it. But yeah, I definitely know intimately what instrumental complainers are like. So do you think that I fall into any of these camps? If I had to put you in a camp, I'd probably put you in the venting camp. But oh, I don't... But oh, so angry I, Andrew. Yeah, but I would say you're definitely not a moaner. I would say when you have something to complain about, you will tell me, rah, 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 rah. And then it's kind of done. <laughs> yeah. That's it. But I don't find that is draining or exhausting. I just find like something's gone wrong for you. You like to tell it and then it's done. Yeah. I feel I'm the I, same I would complainer. Say, I would say that sits more in the instrumental complainer because there's a purpose to it. The venting, there's no purpose. You're, de you're definitely not a moaning mini. Definitely de not. I mean, I would like to say, I would like to put myself in camp of venting. Well, you do, you do like to express what's on your mind and get it out of, just get it out. Yeah. 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 My dad always said, you'll never die of stress ever because, <laughs> <laughs> because I always express what I feel. Yeah. You should. Yeah. Damn right. God, if I don't, Who's yeah, gonna? Exactly. Right, let's do the science. Go on. You know I love the science. Go on, go on, go on. So research shows that most people complain once a minute during a typical conversation. Once a minute? Once a minute. And complaining is very tempting because it feels good. But like other things that feel good, like smoking and eating a pound of bacon for breakfast, it's not actually good for you. So your brain loves efficiency and it doesn't like to work any harder than it has to. When you repeat a behaviour like complaining your neurons branch out to each other to ease the flow of information. 
So this makes it much easier to repeat the behavior in the future. So easy that you may not even realize that you're doing it. Mm. And when you complain, your body releases the stress hormone cortisol. Cortisol shifts you into fight or flight mode, putting oxygen, blood and energy away from everything except the systems that you need for survival. So one effect of cortisol, for example, is to raise your blood pressure and your blood sugar. So you'll be prepared to either escape or defend yourself. Cortisol also makes you fat. Excess cortisol (laughs) gives you fat around your middle. (laughs) It causes stress in the body. Yeah. And stress in the body can make you retain weight. Not only that. Frequent complaining and releasing all that extra cortisol impairs your immune system, makes you susceptible to high cholesterol, diabetes, heart disease and obesity. It's really, really destructive complaining. Lauren, yeah. I do have a bit of a solution to all of this. Come on, let's hear it. I'm going to start with the story. Yes. A woman complained for years that her husband did not give her an anniversary card. One day, a friend inquired if she had ever actually asked for one. The woman said no. And so the woman mustered up the will to ask. And from that point onwards, her husband always gave her an anniversary card. Mm-hmm. The moral of the story is... Ask for what you need. Yes, and want. A complaint is exactly that. It's an unsaid request, meaning it is something we want that we have not yet expressed in a clear way. So it comes out as a complaint. So in order to make this a little bit clearer, which I think is actually quite important yeah. because this is could be the answer to complaining. Yes. If people want the answer to complaining, some people enjoy complaining. They do. Let's play a game. I've got a game this week. Oh, God. I thought we'd agreed <laughs> no quizzes. We said no Quizzes. This is a game. Oh, it's a game. Oh, therein lies the difference. Okay. (laughs) Right. Let's play your game. I'm going to give you a list of some common complaints. And I want you to give me what you think the unsaid request is. Because actually what we're going to be practicing this week is the unsaid request. Okay. In the lack of no complaining. Yes. We had to do something else. Okay. And that was asking for what we wanted. You do the first one to give me an E.G. No, no, oh no, no. I want God. you to know what, this it's is what, so cruel. Well, come on then. They're not difficult. All right, come I on. I promise you. Come on. He never listens to a word I say. That's the complaint. What is the unsaid request? I think it is, I wish that you respected me more so that my thoughts are important to you. Absolutely. Bang on. Bang on. So what thanks, they want thanks. is to be heard. Ten points. They want Ten points. Ten points. Okay. Out of 50. (laughs) (laughs) The service is awful and my food was cold. That's difficult. It's an instrumental complaint. It is because you're in a restaurant and you are paying for a service. I'm not saying you're not allowed to complain, but what is the unsaid request? The unsaid request is, uh, this is a special evening out. I would really like it. I love how you give it a whole background story. It's our anniversary. It's our anniversary. I'm not cooking for once. I'm in a restaurant and I would really like it if you did your part of your job, which is to serve me some nice food that's warm and be interested in the fact that I'm paying money in your restaurant. Something along those lines. Yeah. Something something like that. I I love how you delve deep into the background of <laughs> why the woman is there what she's been going through in the kitchen how frustrated she yeah. is okay next one my boss never takes my ideas on board i would like to feel valued mm. in my job mm. unsaid request is that exactly yeah so i hope when you're if you're listening at home 
that this is making more sense about what a complaint actually is and what lies underneath a complaint. So a couple more. You're always late. I would say you're always late is uh, the unsaid request is I would prefer it if you respected and valued my time. Absolutely. And the last one I've got on my list is yeah. you're so sensitive, which is something that's been given to me over the years. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, quite a hard one, isn't so- it? Something along the lines of I'd really like to be able to talk to you without you getting upset or yes. defensive. Yes. Very good. How's that? I mean, 50 out of 50. Yes. You did, you did better than I did yes. on the quiz. Let's be honest. So come on, let's talk about how we're going to put all of this practice and all of this knowledge into place this week what did we do well we used a four-step system which well we'll talk more about it but I'm just going to tell you the four-step system so it's to help you ask for what you want and get you out of complaining mode yes so step one say what you notice is happening so you're going to clarify the situation which is causing you to make the request in the first place two you're going to tell that person how you feel when that need is not being met Yep. Three, you are going to very clearly tell them what it is that you want or what your want request instead. is. Yes. So it's much more useful and empowering because the other person is going to be clear on what it is you value, on what's important to you, and they are then educated. And also, it gets you out of that victim mode and into a deserving mode. I think that's a really tough step yeah. because a lot of people don't realize they're in victim mode. Yeah. And a lot of people can be very comfortable there in that moment in time. It's like, well, actually, I want to stay here. I want to stay with my needs not being met. I want to stay annoyed. I want to stay frustrated. It's, it's very hard to step into something more constructive. And I also think a lot of women don't feel, even if it's subconscious, that they deserve to have their needs met or they feel a little anxious about vocalizing mm. what, what mm. they want in a way that men don't. Yes, and because the minute it's vocalized, then someone has the opportunity to say yes or no. Yeah, you're quite vulnerable. Yes. Right. Yes. So the fourth step is tell them how you would feel if you had that need met. So use words like appreciative, calm, relaxed, engaged, happy. So you're saying what you would feel more of, not less yes. of. Yes. So the communication is a skill of making the request and adding, adding to it. This is how I feel it would make me feel happy. Yes. Okay. Right. So that's what we were practicing this week. Yes. In the absence of complaining, we, we stepped into this four step uh, program. Yeah. Let's call it. How are you feeling going into this week? Uh, I love the mental challenges. You so do. You I really, really do. love the mental challenges. Because this is what I coach on. Yeah. And this is the stuff that I think is so transformational and really life-changing. Like, you know, when we practice the gratitude and kindness, they're things that you can use for the rest of your life. So really excited about this week. Mm. And you? I mean, I I always feel <laughs> slightly resentful and worried and mm, don't want to do it. <laughs> but. I like with the mental challenges. You yeah, mean, with the generally. mental challenges. Right. But then I do them, and then I realise why you're such a fucking good coach. Because <laughs> you know they change stuff up in a it good does. way. It really does. Yeah, and it gets you really reflective about your own behaviour. Yes, it, really it does. does. It does. And I would have to say, I would say I do quite enjoy it. A good complaint. Well, so do I. Actually, I I can get quite a rush. From a whole venting experience. 
And I also think if you keep all this shit inside, like that is the sort of stuff that causes tumours and strokes. That's why my dad said you'll never die of stress. Seriously. I'm very expressive. Yeah. It's a good thing. But there is definitely a difference between venting and expressing and... Well, what is the difference? Well, the difference is what happened this week. Well, come on. I'm desperate to know. Let's get on with your week. All right. It was... It was a difficult week to do it because uh, I had a combination of PMT uh, and sort of that last last week of the world's longest school holidays ever. ever. Six months and still Six going. Six months. So it was like the darkest hour is before the dawn kind of a thing. Um, That's so, why it's a good week to do it then. Because well, you felt you had more to complain about. I felt like I had shitloads to complain about. Starting with this. Can you hear this? 8am inside my house. And oh. this is what's going on next door and it's going to go on until Christmas. <gasps> I'm reining it in to not complain about it. Now that's a hard one. There's an un- what's the unsaid request there? I mean, in the end... The instrumental complainer of the household yeah. actually went next door without even telling me and said, why does it sound like you are drilling through my walls? Yeah. Please, could you reassure me you are not drilling through our walls? And they did reassure him that actually it was just sort of the passageway between our houses. So it, it was it was a tricky, tricky start. Oh, Jesus. To the week. That's ongoing. So that, yeah. I, I just want to say yeah. that that is a very hard thing to not complain about well, you can't really complain about it they've bought the house next door and it needs redoing so no, but, they're redoing it well the thing is is that the complaint is not going to make any difference no it's not going to stop the building work no. would it have made you feel better by complaining about no, and it I, and i didn't okay i just complained well done. proud of you i just complained on the uh on the voice note <laughs> oh, and then cool. i left it there i left it there so i was admittedly very skeptical about this four-step plan yep <laughs> But, but if I know you, <laughs> but an opportunity presented itself and I and I went for it. So I would say I had a couple of days in that week where my husband was grumpy, like really unnecessarily grumpy. Mm. And normally I would grump back <laughs> or say something maybe a little unpleasant yes. about it. Yes. But I sort of gathered up the courage. Mm. And also, by the way, I didn't tell anyone in my household it was no complaining week because I did not need that backlash. (laughs) So I kept it very much to myself. (laughs) And I I went upstairs when he was working and I I used the four-step plan. And this is how it went. I said, I've noticed (laughs) that you've been a little bit grumpy sometimes this week because I know you can't go in with the you you yeah, you yeah, always yeah. always yeah. so I toned yeah. it down a bit I've noticed can I just ask yeah. very before you like did it take a minute to get you into that headspace or did you just go straight for it because it's hard no, isn't it I had to gather myself yes. I had to actually sit downstairs and say yeah. okay I'm gonna try out this four yeah. step thing and see if it's a real thing or yeah. if it's just a load of bollocks yeah I'm gonna do it and I had to really really think carefully about what I was gonna say okay so this is what I said. I've noticed that you have been quite grumpy this week. It's made me feel a little bit upset and a little bit anxious. Oh, anxious. Good word. What would be great is if something's wrong, if you could just let me know 
if something is going on for you. And then I'd feel a lot more relaxed knowing what the problem was. Wow. Oh, my God. And he went, nothing, there's nothing wrong, nothing wrong. I went, okay. And I left the room and I thought, oh, it's just a load of bollocks. Anyway, 10 minutes later, yeah, but wait on. for it. 10 minutes later, he came downstairs. He said, do you know what? Actually, I've been thinking about it. There has been something that's been frustrating me. X, Y, Z, da, 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 explained it all. But it's nothing to do with you. It's just been frustrating me. And he explained it. And so we talked about it. And that was it. And he wasn't grumpy anymore. And I understood why he had been grumpy. And I felt better because it wasn't about me. Yeah. We had a reasonable conversation. If I had gone up and done yes. the normal of, yes. do you know what? You've actually been an asshole yeah. this week yeah. and it's really annoying yeah. me. And, yeah. and you know, what have I done? I haven't done anything. <laughs> you could start a cycle of normal married stuff. Easily. Right. But this, it, it, that was it. Then I'm on a roll. Now I'm on a roll. Okay. Right. Okay. Now I'm like, okay. So the other thing that annoys me on a daily basis is cooking for the children and then standing at the bottom of the stairs. Yes. Dinner. Come down for dinner. Dinner. Yeah. Dinner. How many times? Oh, six, 653. Right. Last count. Really winds me up. So I went into the room where the children were playing Xbox because there's no point screaming through a door. I said, children, often, many days, most days. I've noticed. <laughs> I, I make your dinner. I spend quite a long time preparing and cooking it for you. When you don't come in the first time I call you, it makes me feel very disrespected and it makes me feel like I'm wasting my time. What would be great is if I call you for dinner, if you could just come the first time that I ask you and then I'd feel a lot happier and I'd feel like I'm not wasting my time and I'd feel appreciated. Sorry, <gasps> mummy, you're coming in now. It's magic. It's basically magic. 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 Elixir. <laughs> I mean, I made a voice note of it, but basically that's what it said. It was like, oh my God. Yeah. It's wizardry. Yeah. That, I don't even need to play it to you because that, that's what it said. Wow. Right. So that was that. So, so at this point you're on board. I'm, I'm on board. And then the final and I will thing. Say, yeah. though, I will say that it takes very open communication. It yeah. takes a very brave person to be able to step outside of that complaint and step into something much more positive. And I think you, you delivered it so beautifully. It was a PMA. It was a positive mental attitude. It was just like, I feel like this. Rather than whinge, moan yeah. or vent, I am going to tell them what I need. Yeah. Oh my God, how easy is that? But yes. how transformative yes. it is. Yes, yes, yes. You see? Classic. So then to finish off the week, there was a bit of instrumental complaining that happened. So I was out with my little one, Josh. We went to the Selfridges Toy Hall. We bought a remote control car. Took it home, took it out of the box. The whole bottom was cracked, completely broken. Oh. So I phoned customer services. I ended up phoning customer services four times. I did quite a lot of moaning mini. I did quite a lot of <laughs> venting. I ended the fourth conversation by saying, I don't understand why you call yourselves customer services when you... Don't give your customers any fucking service. <laughs> and the last phone call was like, was that constructive? My God, no. But the last phone call was like, I have now phoned you four times. 
Should I just spend the rest yes. of the week phoning yes. you? Yes. Or anyway, it's I had inventing. It's I, good though, isn't oh, it? So seductive. I had to end it. Anyway, they sent another car. We opened the box, put the batteries in. It was broken. <gasps> no. Oh, yeah. At this point, I thought, right, there's no more shouting that I can do because I'm just talking to like a bunch of monkeys, basically. <laughs> So I wrote an instrumental complaining email. It was very, very short. It was very, very simple. Dear customer services, I now have two broken cars and a very upset seven-year-old. It would be great if you could let me know how you're planning on dealing with the situation, rectifying the situation. Dear Mrs. Mishcon, we are so sorry for all wow. the trouble and hassle that it has been caused. We are going to send you out couriered today a new car that we're going to test before we send it along with a Selfridges voucher to say sorry and please give us your phone number so we can phone you and refund you. Tick. Done. Brilliant. I don't even want to ask you moral of the story because we are going to sum it up at the end. But again, transformative. Satisfaction. Yeah. Is the word I'd use. Yeah. And that was my week. Yeah. This episode is sponsored by Horizon Studios. If you're travelling this year and looking for high quality, sustainable and beautifully designed luggage, then look no further than Horizon Studios, who've launched two new ranges. The RE series, the world's most sustainable 97% recycled luggage, and now the revolutionary Air series, the world's lightest high-end suitcase. If you have airport anxiety, worrying about the weight of your case when it goes on those scales, then the Air Series is for you and it is definitely for me. The Air Series pushes the boundaries of travel. Each detail is designed and engineered to combine an ultralight and durable product. It's significantly lighter than regular suitcases. Thank goodness, Lauren, that is brilliant. And it comes with a lifetime warranty because the most sustainable suitcase is the one that you only buy once. We used the cases to go to Paris and Wales last year and as chronic overpackers, we could still wheel them around with ease. We could. Ultra light and compact, the Air Series is made from a premium polycarbonate hard shell with reduced thickness and a recycled lining. It's 100% vegan and produced in a way that is 99% waste-free, blending design and function seamlessly. So, Nicole, you can pack those extra five pairs of shoes with no stress. The entire range is available on the Horizon Studios website and in all leading department stores. Just go to www.horizon-studios.com. Horizon Studios. Let's go further. This episode is brought to you by Notion. Have you ever stumbled upon a tool that feels like it's been tailor-made for you? Well, that's exactly how we feel about Notion. Simply and beautifully designed with all your notes and docs in one place and the power of AI built inside. It's where every idea, task and episode comes to life effortlessly. Notion merges creativity with productivity seamlessly. Whether we're planning out our episode schedule, collabing on show notes or tracking guest invitations, it's perfect for those who may be becoming a little forgetful in midlife. Hey, just the other day, we used it to map out an entire season of our podcast in record time. And that's why Notion has become an indispensable part of our podcasting toolkit. It even wrote this intro for us. Notion is more than just a workspace. It's our secret weapon for success in the digital age. Notion is a place where any team can write, plan, organise and rediscover the joy of play. It's a workspace designed not just for making progress, but getting inspired. Notion is for everyone, CEOs, students and Lauren, if she can manage to navigate it, anyone can. Mm. 
Try Notion for free when you go to notion.com slash self-care club. That's all lowercase letters, notion.com slash self-care club and start turning ideas into action. And when you use our link, you're supporting our show. Notion.com slash self-care club. Football's back and we are here to laugh about it. Hellenius in the League Cup, he was trying to like defend with his hands and he yanked his yeah. shorts down. Straight off. See you later. Yeah. <laughs> but Hellenius got the shot away, which I thought was very professional. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Whether it's players losing their pants or managers losing their shit. And I thought about that when, <laughs> when you could just hear Morty <laughs> shouting at Pablo Fornells. And then he just loses all, yeah. all sense of himself at the end when, when Fornells blazes it over. And like, oh. yeah. <laughs> that was the noise. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> the Football Rambler here every day with new episodes covering the lighter side of football. I walked past a trophy shop at the weekend and said, we're only allowing one person in at a time. Nobody wants any fucking trophies, mate. <laughs> Don't worry, but no one, there's nothing happening. Also, no it's a cheat. Null and void. Your five-a-side league is null and void. Piss off. Listen now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. He went through, and all you hear is, Shoot, Pablo! Yeah. Shoot! Yeah. <laughs> finish! Finish! Oh, finish. <laughs> Pablo! This was a Stakhanov production. It's a completely different way to communicate. Yep, it was. Isn't it? It, yeah. it, it is what I learned from my week, mainly. Well, I'd like to hear about your week. So um, it was it was about communication. And yeah. even though that we, you know, the practice was no complaining, actually, in the absence of complaining, allowed space for something much more positive yes. to come through. So let's put the voice note on. Okay, big lesson. Big lesson. This is a very different way to communicate. It's very easy to complain. It's a default mode for me, especially, and for many, for many. And it's uncomfortable to think in a different way of what is it I want? Not is it what am I not getting and what do I want to complain about? It's now thinking about what is it I want? What am I asking for? Um, And it's... It, it, it's a completely different way of thinking and it's a completely different way of communicating. So I, I got that from the, the first day. Yeah. Right. And it, as I said before, it's very seductive to fall into complaints, especially around my husband and my kids. Yeah. Um, take a listen to this because I think they almost expect it. They do. And so everything that I say, they assume it is a complaint. And it become they become numb to it. It's like mum's moaning but it, but again. It's not they don't com- hear it. But you know what's the difference between a complaint and a statement? Like you haven't put your plate in the dishwasher. Is that a complaint? I think that's an observation. Well, then we're going into the territory of why is it when women ask you to do something, it's a nag, yes. but when men ask you to do something, it's a request. So I have a bit of a bugbear with being told don't nag I'm not nagging you I've just asked you very politely it hasn't been done now I'm having to ask you again but if you did it I wouldn't have to ask so you're calling me a nag but the truth is you're creating you haven't done it I always say I'm either a nag Mm. or a mug Mm. so I'm either nagging you because I'm doing everything Mm. or I'm a mug because I'm doing everything myself and let me tell you I'm never going to be a mug so I'm going to choose nag maybe we should do a week on nagging and let's hear your note My husband, I just walked through the door and he said, what's wrong? I said, nothing's wrong. He said, well, 
there is. What's wrong? I said, I didn't say anything. He said, you complained without words. I mean, is that even a thing? Is that even, can you even complain without words? Can you even complain without words? Yeah, you can. You can have definitely. Come on. Don't tell me you haven't shot him withering looks across the room when he's done or said something you don't approve of and he knows immediately. I mean, I just thought it was absolutely brilliant. So this is kind of what I was up against wow. for you, the week. Did you tell your family you were doing a week of no complaining? Stupidly, yes. That was really stupid. I know, I know. And my little one just got such a kick out of the whole thing. So Friday, yeah. I was trying my best. Like I asked my husband when we were in bed one night and I didn't feel very well. I had a bit of a stomach ache and I said to him, it would be really nice if you could get me a peppermint tea. Um, it would just make me feel so loved if you just thought of these things on your own back. I would really, really appreciate it. And he said, okay, done. No problem. And went and got me a peppermint tea. Yeah. Rather than, like you said before, the default mode of, I can't believe, like, whenever I'm sick, you never do... Yeah. Doesn't do anything. Yeah. Just gets his back up. Like, Friday. Yeah. There was a big thing on Friday. Yeah. I will say I was very due on and I don't want to blame my hormones because I think that's just a cheap shot. But also, can we just say that we love the fact that we have now synced our periods? I know. It's brilliant, <laughs> isn't it? Because the practices, yeah, but then we don't have a fair... It had to happen. We don't have a fair uh, like run of the practice like because each practice that we do once a month, we're both going to be coming from a more emotional place. Possibly. Anyway. Yeah. So... I totally fucking lost my mind over the washing. Okay. Okay. Easy, easily done. I mean, it was so stupid, but I just lost it. I okay. asked him to empty the washing machine and <laughs> it's just, I can't <laughs> believe I'm saying this on a podcast. And what he'd done is he'd basically put all of it in the tumble dryer, which I've told him a hundred times it shrinks. And also he'd put it in with the dry washing that had already been dried because he couldn't be bothered to take it out. Right. And he just dumped it all in. So it made the other one wet and then it all stunk and then it all needed washing again. And I just lost my mind. Yeah. I just lost my I, mind. I also would lost my mind, although I'm not sure my husband knows where the laundry room is. So, Well, wouldn't be a problem. I was really upset. Yeah. I was really irrational. I screamed and shouted. Yeah. I literally shut the door and just screamed. Wow. Screamed. Well, yeah, you lost it. I really lost it because it just felt like such a disregard. Like, I don't want to do the washing. You don't want to do the mm. washing, but come on. Mm. Anyway, so after I'd lost it, I went out and Adam's like, what is wrong with you? And I, and the washing is that was all he heard. Yeah. I went upstairs, yeah. went to the loo, mm. got my period. <laughs> Realised, like, oh, oh, I've been a lunatic. <laughs> now I can't go down and say, listen, I've just got my period and that's why I've just behaved like that. Because then you feel like you're buying into every stereotype yes. ever created. And, and yeah. no, and maybe, listen, I have a whole theory on this and that is perhaps for another week. But perhaps just before we're getting our period is how we're supposed to feel. Maybe what if no. that was the reality? What if we trusted that more than anything no, else? I don't want to trust that. Hmm. it's not a good place but that's it's another, not a good headspace that's another discussion <laughs> yeah right so I got my period yeah. then it I kind of sort of did calm down a bit and I came downstairs and yeah. I did the four step yeah great so yeah I said yes but I just lost it right okay. I just shut the door of yeah. the utility room and screamed yeah right yeah, yeah. So now I'm coming down with a whole different communication vibe. <laughs> right. So he's going to be a little bit wary. Very. So I say, I've noticed mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> that when I ask you to do the washing, you don't 
really do it from a place of wanting to. And you just kind of shove it in and, you know, you don't really give it the time that it needs. Um, it makes me feel really disregarded because I feel like it's then all my job. I would really like it if we could make this more of a team effort and that we could both just do the washing how it needs to be done. That would make me feel like we are both walk, working towards the same goal. Mm -hmm. And he said, very might have just gone mental. And he was like, what, 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 what's going on? What, what the fuck was that? Yeah. And I said, I'm just telling you. He's like, firstly, it still sounds like you're complaining. He said, and, se oh. and secondly, fine. Oh. Yes. Oh. Yes. Bravo. And then he said, I'm really sorry. He said, I'm really sorry. Yeah. That I put it all in the tumble dryer. That was wrong and I won't do that again. Wow. He's either really, really scared of you <laughs> or he actually had he heard. Did what you not were know what. No. Because I'd gone from 100 to 30 yeah. in yeah. the space of 30 seconds. Yeah. He didn't know what to expect. So, what I will say, summing up that, yes. I will say that the four step program is absolutely genius if you haven't just had a shit fit. Yes. Um, and I probably still said it with a little bit of venom in my voice. Um, but the few times that I did it in a mild way, like with the peppermint tea, mm -hmm. it was great. It was absolutely great. There is something I would like to add. Yeah. A client came in um, and she had been blocked in in her road from Roadworks. I'm changing the subject, by the yeah. way. And she couldn't get a car out. Yeah. And so she was a bit late for her appointment. And she was a bit harassed and she was annoyed. So she then vented at me yeah. for about five, eight minutes about how they didn't even send a letter and I couldn't get on my road and I had to get an Uber here and blah, 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 blah. And I thought to myself, she needs to vent this out. Yes. We can't start a coaching call, a coaching session before she's cleared no. this out no. of her energy. So that is what we would then call what? Venting. Yeah, like the Andrew, an yeah. angry Andrew moment. Yes. But I felt that was necessary yes. and needed. Yes. So I don't always think that venting is a bad thing. But that's what I was saying about you. When something has upset you or someone has upset you, like the other week, you were like, blah, blah, this just happened. I need to tell someone. Oh, yes. And then you phoned me and you told me. Yes. And I didn't feel like, fucking hell, she's just sucked the lifeblood out of me this morning. I was yeah. like, something has happened. She feels this. She needs to share that with an objective person. She has. She feels better. And I feel fine having yep. listened to it. So I totally agree. There is a time and a space yes, for venting I, I, things. Yes, I agree. And I think it can be really cathartic. Yes. And really helpful. Yes. And sometimes, you know, if she'd have walked in and said what the, and she'd given what the unsaid request was in that yeah. moment, I wish, you know, the council had written to me and sent me the letter so that I knew what was going to happen and they weren't going to block me. It wasn't going to cut it. No, no, no. It wasn't no, going to cut it. No. She needed to vent it. Yeah. So we so, need to use the full step process when it is exactly that, when it is an unmet request. Yes. An unmet need. And, and know what the difference is. is. Yeah. And sometimes I think it's okay yeah. to vent. Yeah. I then, because my kids and my husband were going on about this complaining week and mm. you're complaining and everything I said mm. was you're complaining. They just totally mm. ran with it. That and was a rookie, milked... rookie error there. <laughs> Never share your week with your family. <laughs> they completely milked it yeah. and they had a great time. My little one yeah, especially, she had a great time. Yeah. Um, but I then, so then I then thought, well, obviously my family see me as a, a complainer. Yeah. 
So I'm on a WhatsApp group with all my oldest, closest girlfriends. Mm -hmm. And I think there's six or seven of us on the group. And I said, girls, I need to ask you something. The group of women that know me the best Mm -hmm. and that will always be Mm -hmm. honest with me, would you call me a complainer? Mm -hmm. Am I someone that complains a lot? And every single solitary one said, absolutely no way. You are not a complainer in any way. You are constructive. You always look for the solution. Um, And even my best friend the next day said again because we were having a conversation about something and she said you are literally the least complainer I know so I thought it was just really interesting to add that I obviously show up differently with my family than I do of course of course with the rest of the world I'm much more naggy and complainy with my family I would just like to say I think that's probably par for the course yes I'd also like to add I mean I'm reticent in doing so but fuck it I'm going to I didn't tell anyone I was no complaining week and then we were in bed one night my husband and I having what should we say nice time a special cuddle <laughs> my cousin likes to put it and uh halfway through he said <laughs> was that a complaint halfway through yeah how could you I I I, I I I said something and he said was that a complaint <laughs> And, the first and he didn't thing, know you're doing. Yeah, and he didn't know. And the first thing that went into my head was, "How does he know I'm doing no complaining?" But why would you be complaining? I can't really go into that on a podcast. But oh, anyway, oh, now she's now, now she's leaving out details. <laughs> but it was it just it just struck me as very ironic and very funny that he he never says he'll say like, "Oh, stop nagging," but he never actually says complaining. Was that a complaint? <laughs> and I just thought. <laughs> Shit, what does one do in this situation? I can't really do a full step process right now. <laughs> sometimes I feel that when and I've um, noticed, uh, sometimes I've noticed during special cuddle time. Talk about killing the you, mood. I mean, I just thought, no, it's not time for a full step process now. So there's a time and a place. <laughs> I just went, nope. <laughs> carry on. Please, carry on. <laughs> So let's summarise. Okay, let's so, summarise. What worked? What worked? Um, I would say the four-step process. It, it works. It's a real thing. It works. Yeah, I mean, I would say thinking in a different way. So rather than thinking about the complaint, I was thinking about what it was I was asking for. It's very different. It's, it's a different way yeah. of communicating. Yeah. It's a much more constructive way of communicating. Yeah. What didn't work for you? Um complaining it doesn't work interestingly the whole thing it doesn't work it doesn't get you anywhere unless it's it's constructive unless it's constructive yeah yeah Yeah. and you um the same It, it just falls on deaf ears but also i think it is impossible not to ever complain agreed oh the other thing that worked yeah is um i used gratitude a lot, mm. interestingly, and okay. kindness. Yeah. So I started bringing back old practices. Um, and I use them much more so anyway, but I noticed their presence a lot this week. They all kind of they merge. merge. They merge. Yeah. What did you learn? That you get a good response from people when you clearly state your needs. Yes. So yes. all I did with Selfridge's toy department was state the facts and I got over and above the response that I expected. Yes. I would have just liked a car that worked. Yes. I got a refund, a free car that did work, free batteries and a voucher. 
I learned that complaining is completely toxic and useless. Mm-hmm. I knew that anyway, but it was a very nice reminder. Um, it achieves absolutely nothing. And this way, by exactly what you said, claiming what you want, it's just a much more productive way to communicate and a much more beautiful way to communicate. Um, it may feel seductive to complain, um, but it does just keep you in a very negative cycle. And what did you what do you know about yourself now that you didn't know before? That I'm not a complainer. Mm. I kind of thought I might have been, but I'm not. Um, just pe- a nag. Pe- <laughs> or a mug. No, <laughs> neither. No, I'm not a nag. It's just things aren't getting done how I want them to get done. <laughs> What's that saying? I'm not bossy. I just know what you should be doing. Love it. <laughs> I love that. Um, and I, you know, my complaining is very restricted. It's about household domestic rubbish. Other than that, I, I actually have a very positive outlook. Yeah. What, what do you know about yourself you didn't know before? That I'm quite reluctant to have my needs met and that actually I'm just denying myself rather than helping myself. Mm-hmm. Will, you con- yeah. will you continue to use it? I think I have to. Yeah. Because when you really look deep into this, you're like, well, why? Why do I not feel that I deserve to have my needs met? Why should I be in a place of complaining when I can very simply state what I want and need? And maybe because that's a bit frightening, maybe that's the answer. Because well, because someone might said, not show up. Yeah, and, so you're and, putting it yeah, out there. Yeah, I, I really need and want this, and someone goes, mm, no. Yeah. Then you're like, oh, fuck. Then what do you do with that? Well, then you have <laughs> yeah. to accept it. Yes. So that it was that was quite a big learning thing for me. And of course, we've only touched on very menial everyday very, issues yeah, like yeah. the washing or the peppermint yeah, tea yeah. or the car at Selfridges. Yeah. But, you know, to to show up and stand up for yourself in a relationship, for example, and yeah. say, right, I want a commitment and this is what I want rather than complaining that you don't have what you want. You know, that's very scary very. Or, or something. I want a baby or whatever yeah. it is you want in yeah. your life that you don't currently have. It's very vulnerable. Yes, extremely. And we didn't, just to highlight, we didn't bring massive issues to the table. Well, I feel grateful enough to say I don't have massive issues and my needs in my life are met and I am a very fortunate, satisfied woman. How lovely. That's how I feel. So yes, my complaints are small, but I think just in that one time of going to my husband and saying I've noticed you've been grumpy rather than that escalating into what could have been an unpleasant day or an unpleasant couple of days just to have that conversation it just it turned it around and and I think it could be done with much bigger more serious issues and it would be more effective yeah even if you don't get the answer you want at least you know the answer yeah absolutely and then you don't then you don't need to complain anymore no is it coming in well I feel a bit conflicted about this about bringing no complaining in the club because I just want people to come and be however they need to be I hope they're not going to complain about bad service or oh I would feel awful if they complained about bad service so I'd like to think that people coming in the club won't have to complain because it will be their happy place I would like to feel that if they did complain it would be a constructive complaint instrumental complaint yes an instrumental complaint that we dealt with constructively and that they felt even more satisfied after we'd helped love it it. love it (laughs) so that's us for this week thank you for listening we will be back next week with a brand new episode bye-bye
have two very special guests in the studio today. We have my daughter, my 12-year-old Daisy Goodman, and Joshua Mishkon, who's seven. And we're going to ask them a few questions about how they enjoyed No Complaining Week. Daisy? Daisy? Did you notice a difference in your mother? Be kind? No. Was Was she the same? Yes. Would you say your mother is a nag? Well, <laughs> right, just cut to the chase. Yeah, but you don't. If you did things without me having to ask a thousand times, then it wouldn't be a nag, right? Okay, you let, didn't know you would. You still be a nag. Let me ask you this question: <laughs> how, how, how could Mum ask you things in a way that would make you want to do them nicely? Nice. I asked Barely. you this morning. We actually had a bit of a thing this morning. I asked her to come to the studio, and she was like, "I don't want to come. Don't let me come. I can't be bothered." And then I went upstairs, and I said to you, "What I would really like is that you come to the studio, you see where I work, and that you just share it with me." And you said, "Okay." Yeah. Did yeah. you notice that? Yeah, because then you probably take my phone away. Oh, you love your phone that much. Yeah. God. Joshua, did you notice that I did less complaining this week? A hundred percent not. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think I complain about the most in the house? Uh, Probably the mess. Mess. I've been to your house. There's not a a bit of mess. Yeah. Is probably when... What about when I say, dinner, dinner, and no one comes? What about that? Oh, you've come You've, You've still quiet. been doing that all week, though. Have I? Yeah. So no complaining didn't work when it came to our families then? Is that she does we... not follow the podcast. I don't, don't follow... I didn't follow the rules of my own podcast. The best one you did was yeah. the dress one where you wear the dress and no one noticed. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. No one noticed. No, you noticed. I, no. No, you told me. Then I was like, which one are you going to put on every day? Yeah, you were quite into so, that. So all in all... Kids, you didn't notice your parents being any different this week? No. No, they're the exact same. Oh. Excellent. Great. Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> Lily Rose pointed it out. Complete. Podcast failed. <laughs> <laughs> this was a Stakhanov production and part of the ACAST Creative Network. Motherkind podcast explores how to feel happier, more confident and empowered in your motherhood, even in our world of pressure, judgment and comparison. I'm your host Zoe Blasky and every week I speak to an incredible expert to share actionable steps and powerful lessons to living your life as a mother with more joy and unapologetic confidence. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, just search Motherkind. Motherkind.